Sibling Ties family, what it is, man. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Ernie Sham done did it again. <laughs> well, you know what? Ernie Sham didn't do it again because this episode is just earnest, man. Sham is not here. Listen, I gave it a boot. Gave it a old one-two heave. You out of here, you know what I'm saying? Kicked off the show. I was got tired of her tardiness. She was uh, unprepared. Never, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just get tired of people and you get rid of them. You got to move dead weight out of your space to move on. It's like, no, y'all, I'm playing, man. Baby sis has a hectic schedule, you know what I'm saying? As things unfold, she'll be in a better position to tell y'all what's going on. Right now, she's just, she's got a hectic schedule, a lot on her plate, you know what I mean? Shout out to you, little sis. I wish you the best. You know, I just got done talking to you, but, you know, I just wanted to give you this time for you to focus on you and the things that you got to do, you know what I'm saying? So, y'all, it's just me. Christmas came early. You don't got to hear her annoying voice today. You know what I'm saying? It is a blessing. Let's get into it, man. Yo, before I get into the episode, man, we're going to hit y'all with this little sponsor right here. Rare underscore royalty Instagram page where you can get your latest press on depression apparel, shirts, hoodies, hats coming soon. You know what I'm saying? That's Instagram page, rare underscore royalty, man. You know what I mean? Yo, um... I wanted to give a shout out to, you know, uh, had an Uber ride, man, to a Shannon and her friend, you know, new subscribers to the Sibling Size family. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Shannon and a friend. I wish I would have got your friend's name. I apologize. But, you know, uh, that just didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, but I want to shout out to y'all for, you know, joining the Sibling Size family, man. I hope you enjoyed the, the episodes that you listened to so far. Yeah, I mean, um, so, yo, going into that, right, I wanted to talk about like mistakes that people make. When dealing with people with depression, you know, because I had actually had an incident where um, I was talking to somebody with depression and I guess I, I made a mistake where I was trying to redirect the energy. So basically the conversation went as, you know, the person approached me and they was like, yeah, man, I'm just I'm depressed today. And I was like, man, why are you depressed? You know, the sun is out. You know, what I mean, we healthy, we good. And within me saying that, the person was like, even though all these things are going on, none of those things will make me feel better because none of those things have anything to do with why I'm depressed. You know what I mean? So uh, I had to apologize to that person because I didn't want them to think that what they were going through wasn't important. I just tried to redirect the energy to point them in the things that were you know, the things that were going good at the time. So maybe they could focus on those and it would draw their attention from what they were going through, you know. But it was a mistake that I made and I, I identified with it. I apologized to the person and it led me to think what other mistakes or what other things do people that don't deal with depression as severely as people that do deal with depression? Because I think we all deal with depression. We all have pitfalls. We all have uh, mistakes that we make. We all have dreams and aspirations that that we might not hit the deadline on reaching them. You know, so you might get a little depressed because you're not where you at where you want to be at right now. You might be a little depressed because everything is not going the way that you want it to be. But some of us can bounce out of those situations faster than others. You know, so we don't identify with the depression because it doesn't hamper us as long as people that it may take them days or weeks or months to get over, you know, but I think we all do deal with depression. So I was uh, going through some things that, let me see, I have 
things in here that people say to people that deal with depression that can be wrong. All right, so one thing, the number one thing it said on there was there's a lot of people who have it worse. And I believe that we all say that, you know, again, there's another way for us to try to redirect the energy, redirect the conversation to let the person know that even though it's bad for you right now, it's somebody that's doing worse, worse than you. And when you really take the time to think about that statement, just because somebody's doing worse or 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 it or is in a uh, bad a worser predicament than me excuse me i'm sorry y'all a worser predicament than i am that might not even make me feel better you know what i'm saying because you know now all right so my situation is not as bad but that person is going through that i feel sorry for them now or even if you don't feel sorry for them it doesn't fix your problem you know so we say things to try to change the situation but ultimately it's us um minimalizing what the person is going through you know what i mean so just that's that's one thing the number two thing on there is it cheer up you're going to be fine so you know i i've probably said that several times you know the people just you know cheer up it's going to work its way out cheer up it's going to be fine but just as you know that as deep as that person may be in it it might not be as easy as just cheering up and thinking that everything is going to be fine you know sometimes we have to ask the questions of uh, sometimes it might not be a question because i understand that sometimes people that's going through depression they might not even want to uh open up to you so you know you just have to be available for when that person wants to help i'm here for you when you want to help i'm here for you even if you don't want to talk about the situation but you just want somebody to watch a movie with if you want somebody to talk to whatever watch the game whatever you want to go through i'm here to be that person to help you go through that with right so the number three thing come on just get over it <laughs> they gotta be like they gotta be like the worst thing you could probably ever say to somebody that's going through depression like yo man come on now you acting stupid now come on just get over it it ain't that bad you know what i'm saying but you know i understand that uh people do everybody that goes through depression every it's not the same thing that triggers for everybody some people's uh things may be uh small to another person and another person that might go through something that could be as, as big as death you know if losing the, the loss of a family member and for some people it could be the loss of uh you know it could be the loss of a job it could be something like i just got into a car accident you know what i'm saying and i'm perfectly fine but you know my car you know so we we have to understand that the triggers everybody is different so we can't just tell somebody to get over it because what we see them going through we see it as being small you know so that was one thing too uh number fourth thing this is the last thing i wrote down uh just think positive thoughts uh that's kind of crazy because if it was that easy i think everybody would do it if we could just think the positive thoughts to get out of the negative situation then everybody would do that you know because just like i said before your depression could be triggered from a death so even within you thinking positive thoughts you still have to deal with the loss of that person that you know you you have to cope with the fact that you'll never see this person again every achievement that you're going to go through now they won't be there to share it with you so even thinking positive thoughts still might not pull you out of your depression you know 
might not pull you out of your state that you're in. You know, so th- those are some of the things that uh, I had like researched on to look up um, that that people that don't deal with depression say to people with depression. I know it's a ton of other things that we say. Yeah, you know I mean, to uh, that we that we think that we're trying to help people that deal with depression that only leads de- that only leads worse. It might make the situation worse than what it is. You know, so man, um. One thing I understand, and, 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 a, and a driving force for me, uh, that kind of helps me, like, uh, kind of get through my my depressive states, you know, I, faster than others, where to a point where, you know, it may seem as though I don't deal with depression, is, is that, you know, everybody that I know that's an entrepreneur, they always say, what is your why? What is your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? What is the thing that gets you up every day, no matter how bad you feel, no matter how sick you are, you know what I'm saying? No matter how bleak the situation that you're in looks, what is that why? And you know my why is countless. My why is my little sister, you know, that, that I share, that I co-host with. My why is my mother. My why is my children, you know what I mean? Uh, from Shaquille to Amia to Nasir to Damir to Tahir to Ava to Kayla, Ernest... Eli, you know what I'm saying? Those, those are all my whys, man. My why is my wife. You know what I'm saying? My why is my uncles and my aunts. Uh my why is um I, I my why is my 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 my, my brother in laws that I, I love to death, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know I don't have brothers. My why is my my older sisters that I love to death, you know what I mean? My nieces and my nephews. So that reason right there is the reason why I continuously push myself to yeah, I mean limits beyond that I should that I should push myself to. Sometimes I'm out here and I'm I be dead tired and I'm like I should just stop and go home and you know rest up. But I, I continue to push on because I'm doing it for a reason. So you know, uh, I wish little sis was here because I wanted to ask her this question. But next week we gonna we gonna get into it. But I'm I'm gonna pose this to y'all, man. You know, you, you guys kind of know me somewhat from 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 uh you know our our talks and. If you followed the pod from the beginning, it led me to believe like, um, because, you know, I always say that I don't deal with depression, but I, I was thinking like, maybe I do deal with depression and my way of hiding it is always overworking. Like I, 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 I give myself busy work to keep myself busy so that I don't take time to deal on things that would depress me, you know? So that kind of made me think like, do I deal with depression, but do I try to hide it by always keeping myself busy so you know if you know you guys can think about that and when little sisters on here next week i'll answer that question again and you know i'll let her answer that question for me man um if i could probably like uh pinpoint a depressive moment that i had man like and uh how i how i kind of like got through it like i had a depressive moment like uh some people that know you know uh my little sister talks about it you know on and off that we lost our father some time back, right? So within losing our dad, at the time of him, you know, being diagnosed with cancer and having to go through chemo, uh, we were with him every day. Every day, uh, if I was working, I would go leave work, pick him up, take him to a doctor visit. You know what I mean? That was my daily routine. Work, pick him up, take him to doctor visit, work, pick him up, take him to chemo. And that was just a daily routine. That was a daily routine that we, that we had continuously until his passing. Um, so... 
before my dad passed, he actually he actually passed away because of a botch a botch surgery. You know what I'm saying? So before he had the surgery, I don't know, maybe he was fearful of not coming out, which we, which we were told it was a routine surgery, so we didn't look at it as a big thing. But I guess he felt weary of him not making it out. So his this is my dad's last words to me. The last words that he spoke to me. He said, "Junior, I want you to get all of my grandchildren together because I want to take everybody out to dinner before I go into this surgery. And, uh, you know, I want to take all my grandchildren out before I go in, you know, because I might not make it out. And if y'all know how goofy I am, this this stems from the relationship being my dad. My dad is one of the you know I mean, funniest people I know, one of the goofiest people I know. Man, if you ever had a chance to see us together, it was a show every time, every time to the point where. Uh, up until the point where he was getting the surgery, he was actually getting better within the cancer, and he was beating it. The the chemo was going into remission. We were getting to the point where we were about to, you know, get our own YouTube channel. We we were looking into doing that. Like maybe we should do a YouTube channel together, me and you, because we, every time we together, you know, we always have these lively moments, and we love to make people laugh together. So within my dad telling me that he wanted me to get his grandchildren together. Because he wanted to have dinner with them before he went to the surgery. My response to him was, man, shut up, old man. You know what I'm saying? You be all right. When you get out of this, we all going to go out to eat. You know what I'm saying? And we all just going to look back at these moments, man. And we, we going to laugh back at that. So don't even worry about that. You know, uh, I see you when you get out. I love you. You know what I'm saying? And, and that was that. So, you know, um, with my dad not making it out of that surgery... I kind of like, I was like, Dad, the one thing that this man asked me to do, I pushed it off and I neglected it because I didn't take life. I'm not going to say I didn't take life seriously, but I just didn't take the moment seriously. Like we have to always be in, be prepared to understand that any moment can be your last moment. This is why I push entrepreneurship so much and I push for people to be happy and what they doing so much Even if it's not entrepreneurship If it's your 9 to 5 If that's what's giving you the most joy in your life I push you to do that Because we only get one of these things We only get one run around the track And after that it's done So let's not do it miserable Let's find a way collectively That we can all be happy together You know I help you, you help me and we all going to figure out how to maneuver through life as happy as possible because we're all helping each other how to be happy together, you know? So that moment right there, you know, was kind of shell-shocking for me. You know what I mean? I, I just had my son, you know, and, you know, I, that's one thing I can say that I was proud of. At least he got to see that. You know, I continued the legacy on and Ernest Island Sr. to Ernest Island Jr. to Ernest Island III. Uh, continue the legacy on he got to see his namesake get carried on you know and within that I prepared all in my head you know uh I don't know if y'all know but by me talking but I'm kind of like a visionary so I kind of like I'm like I can see me my 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 dad and my son we had basketball games together me my dad and my son we all out together you know what I mean all oh, earnest earnest and earnest so within him passing it and I didn't do the one thing that he asked me to do I kind of, it kind of made me go, I shut down, so I got quiet, you know what I mean, I shut down, at times when my sisters and my my cousin was preparing his funeral, and they was like, do you want his ashes, I was, no, I don't want the ashes, and uh, you know, 
I just I just wanted to get through the process. So I was just going through the motions. I wasn't really like putting myself in a position to experience to to uh you know I'm gonna say be happy for the life that my dad had. You know, I, I wasn't in the, the position because that's what I say, like when I die, I don't want nobody crying over my death. Be happy over the life that I had and the time that you shared with me. But because of that one moment, I didn't take time to just, you know what I mean, reverence the, the time that we spent together, the good times that we had, the jokes that we shared, all the people that, you know, that just, that, that loved to see us together because they knew we was going to put on a show together. You know what I'm saying? Like, the people that anticipated when me and my dad got in the same room together, what are they going to do now? You know what I mean? So that right there kind of put me in a depressive state. And I can say the one thing that brought me out of it uh, was the fact of that moment right there didn't define our relationship. Like that moment that I didn't do what he asked me to do didn't define 40 years of what me and my dad had already had. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, we, we, we still had the laughs, we still had the jokes, we still had the good, the, the cries and, and all that together. So that little one time in space was just that, you know what I mean? It, it was just that. It was a mistake that I made that I should have, I should have did different, but I'm going to learn from it. You know, I'm going to learn from it. And just because that happened, it's not like I'm, I, my, I let my dad passed away with me thinking that. You know, he was upset at me because I didn't do what he wanted me to do. You know what I mean? I understand. I, I know for a fact that my dad passed away happy knowing the man that I have become today. You know what I mean? The man that when he passed away, the man that I am, I know for a fact that he was happy with the man that I am. I know for a fact that my oldest sister, Marie, he's happy with the woman that she became. My uh, my uh, my oldest sister underneath her, Renee, I know for a fact that my dad is happy at the woman that she became at the time of his passing. My youngest sister, you know what I'm saying? The co-host, sibling ties, you know what I mean? Family, Shamber. I know for a fact that my dad was pleased with the young woman that she was becoming. So with all these things of me knowing that at the time of my dad passing, I know for a fact that he would be satisfied with everything that we did was enough for me to get through that moment and understand that that moment, that that doesn't define, you know what I'm saying, a relationship that we had together. You know, uh, I didn't share that moment to like bring the mood down, but you know, I just, I just wanted to maybe somebody out there, you're dealing with a death and you don't know how to get over it. Or, you know, just to put insight on it, you know, just to let people know that, you know what I mean? Don't let these, a failed moment doesn't make you a failure. And that's the moment where I felt that I dropped the ball. Failed moments don't make you, doesn't, doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't define you as a failure. You know what I mean? Um, I guess I could say I made a mistake because I said that we only get one life. That's, that's, that's a mistake. Every day you wake up, you live again. We die one time and we live every day that we continuously wake up. So the mistakes that I made yesterday, if if I wake up tomorrow, I have another chance to correct the mistakes that I made today. You know what I'm saying? If I get to live on 30 minutes from now, I can correct the mistakes that I made right now. You know, so that's the beauty of life. The fact that we get to uh, always be in a position to correct the wrong that we did, you know. 
So that's the beauty of life, man. And I, I'm always gonna, I always wanna put myself in a position to let people know that regardless of anything that you're going through, you're here for a reason. You know what I'm saying? They say that God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. You know what I'm saying? So I know that might sound catchy and you like, I hear that, but you know, this is a battle that I don't want to deal with right now. But the fact that you're here right now and you're still going, you know what I'm saying, means that you can you can win this fight. This fight won't defeat you. You know, uh, I'm going to say like this, like one of my, with me diving deep into depression and, you know, me going through the pod with my sister and us having outside ventures together to, you know, just tackle other things. You know what I mean? I can say right now that my sister is probably one of my biggest heroes. You know what I mean? Even even my older sister that I talk to continuously, my older sister, if you deal with depression, I'm going to tell you right now, you are a hero to me. Cause if you're if you're the if you're depressed if you're in a depressed state, I could be wrong. That's why I wish little sis was here because I don't want to be inconsiderate and and wrong within the statements that I make. But um, she can correct me next week if I'm wrong within how I'm saying this. And if I'm wrong, I apologize to y'all. But to me, it depression seems as though is a is a situation where your mind is attacking yourself because your mind is beating you down. You know what I'm saying? Your mind is telling you you should feel bad because of this. Or you should feel bad because of that. And your mind is beating you down. The one thing that you need to do everything with your mind. Your mind tells you when to get up. Your mind controls everything that you do. function Functionally wise. So your mind is beating you down continuously and continuously every day. And for a person to be in a position like that and still fight through that and get up. Fight through that and go to work. Fight through that and deal with whatever you got to deal with at work. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, trust me, I can believe me, I know, man. All of your coworkers is not the best people in the world. Trust me, I know, man. So, you know, and then fight through that. Come home and maybe had to deal with a significant other. Maybe had to deal with kids. And lay down and just realize that I got to do this all over again. With me not knowing when I'm going to come out of this. With me not knowing, you know what I'm saying? I have no ETA on when this, when my mind is going to, you know what I mean? Stop it. Stop attacking me itself. So, you know, my sister is my hero. I check up on her continuously. You know what I mean? And then sometimes I give her her space because I understand that she might be going through some things and she's going to answer my call because she knows this is my big brother. Let me see what he want. But right now, I might want to be left alone. So, you know, I kind of like gauge the room out. If I feel as though y'all caught her too much and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to call her today. I might just send her a text. I might just send her a video on Instagram. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's so easy for us to just send a text and check on somebody and say, hey, how you doing? You know what I mean? You can send out a group text. Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing? Everybody all right? It's just so easy and it takes, it's effortless and it takes no time. You know what I mean? Sometimes like I look at the situations that we in and and uh, the way that the world is, is put together. I'm not going to say the way the world is put together, but the way things are like organized as far as us living. Got to work eight hours. 
they tell you you got to sleep eight hours that's 16 hours going right there however much travel time let's say is a uh is a half an hour to work half an hour back that's another hour going that's 17 hours out of my day already going it's only 24 hours in a day i only got seven hours left out of this day you know what i'm saying to figure out how can i make myself right if i'm going through something if you got kids then you got to deal with them you know what i'm saying if you have other obligations then you got to deal with that you got a significant other you got to deal with that and let's say that you have those seven free hours and you're a person that doesn't deal with depression now how do i fit me helping somebody else out within this time frame so either on even on both ends of the spectrum it's always like a deciding mark like you like how do i fit this time in because i don't deal with depression but i know my friends do so how can i fit the time within there to figure out to let them know like yo i'm still here with you bro hey sis you're gonna be all right you know what i'm saying because life is so crazy because as they dealing with that and as helpful as you want to be sometimes the under the, the the undepressed person lose track of time because we got to live our lives as well too like we got to pay our bills and we got to deal with our kids and then you know you might have to give you a significant other time and then we have other obligations and sometimes you know we tend to forget about the depressed person we tend to cast the depressed person off you know what i mean we forget about them because we feel like yo, i got all this stuff i gotta do i, f- I apologize i forgot about you because i had to do this i had to do that and i had to do this you know what I'm saying? When, you know, it, the technology is so crazy. I can just talk into my phone and tell my phone to schedule, yo, schedule a, a text message to go out at such and such time to such and such person. Just to see if they all right. You know, so I don't want to be too long, man. Sibling Tyler's family, you know what I'm saying? Um, I thank y'all for y'all time. Like I said, next week, baby sis will be here with us, man. Uh, before I go, man, I want to shout out my my, my, my my youngest daughter. She actually listens to the episodes with her friends. So shout out to you, Ava. I love you, my mom. Uh, shout out to Miranda, uh, uh, Najima, Deborah, and I think it's as Jaina, Janie. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. You know what I mean? I'm sorry if I butchered your name, sweetie. I apologize. But yo, sibling ties, family, yo. We love, love y'all. Peace, love, yo. Live, love, life. I love y'all. Peace. Hello, man. I'm back, y'all. Y'all know how we close out every episode. We ain't going to change just because baby sis not here. Hey, little sis, check it out, man. I love you. Keep doing what you're doing. Sibling ties family, yo. Let's be respectful of everybody and everything that they're going through, man. Let's not take this uh, depression thing as a joke. Let's not take it as a show. You know what I mean? It's people crying out for, for help, and let's just give them the help that they need, man. We'll talk about that on another episode. But, yo, Sibling ties family, live, love, life, and I love y'all. Peace. Until next time. We out of here.